to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Let's just pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this time with you. Thank you for this teaching. And um, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we just give you permission to have your way with each and every one of us. And Father, just bless the word that goes out so that if there's anyone that needs piercing of walls or blocks, that it flows through them. And if there's anyone that needs revelation or, or just getting closer to you, Father God, in your word. We just pray that over everyone here, and we just thank you again, Lord, for everything you do for us, and just flow through this place. Have your way with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um, how many here are born again? Are we, we're all saved, right? Okay, so everybody has the Holy Spirit. Amen, right? So I'm going to talk about spiritual living, a lifestyle, okay, kingdom lifestyle in the spiritual realm here on earth, the way we should be walking, thinking, talking with the Holy Spirit. He was sent as Jesus' representative to live inside of us, to be with us, to guide us, to lead us into all truth, spirit, and truth. Praise the Lord. So we choose to walk in the flesh or in the spirit. All right? Before we were born again, we could only walk in the body and the soul. Period. We just, we were dead in spirit, right? But some people still confuse um, the spiritual with the soulish. You hear it all the time. I mean, I'm on sometimes on Facebook or people pastoring and teaching and leading people, and they're like talking about things that are not of the kingdom of heaven. And they're confusing. And sometimes people think the soul and the spirit is the same, you know, and they're very distinct in their functions in us. And they're used, Holy Spirit needs to commune with our spirit so that he can renew our soul, our mind, emotions, our will, so that our body, Father God, the body will function and acts, act differently, uh, think differently than it has, right? So spiritual living is a lifestyle. Which way are you going? So um, how is your spiritual condition? You are a spirit, and that's your connection with God. You have a soul, a decision, a mind, a will. That's where we make our decisions, right? And you live in a body, and that's where we take action. That's where we move. That's where we go out and make disciples out of every nation and, and you know, preach the gospel and, and spread the seed of Jesus in everyone we can so that they, go, they can have a relationship with God too. Praise God, right? So um, living by the Spirit, walking with the Spirit, and being led in the Spirit is really important because that's what he wants. He wants all of us, body, soul, and spirit, mind, right? So we, he wants it all our spirit, soul, and body. Okay, so we are the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. So you are the body for the, for the Holy Spirit. So if you don't know what the Holy Spirit looks like, look in the mirror. He's in you. He sounds like you when that still small voice starts to talk. And you're like, what? It's him, and he wants to commune with you. The whole important thing, I could probably just drop the mic at, at this, is relationship with the Holy Spirit. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to lead and guide you. He, he only follows Jesus. And, and Jesus only does and says what the Father tells him. So they need to be 
with us at all times. We need to be in communion, in intimacy with the Holy Spirit because it connects us fully to the kingdom of heaven, God, the king, okay? So keep in step with the spirit, talking with the spirit, fellowship with the spirit, relationship. I must be a participant. I cannot expect my husband to get to know who I am or a friend or a teacher if I don't show up to the class, if I never sit in the in, and have dinner with this with my husband or you know a friend get together and do things. I need to be a partner, cooperate with the relationship. I'm part of it, and he's not going to force me to love him, uh, submit to him, follow him. None of that. It's entirely up to me. Free will, my choice. Okay, and I, and I believe, see, I had a different thing going on with the principles of the kingdom and stuff, but God said we need to start from the beginning because there are so many people still not communing with me. You know, they're born again. Yes, I'm there, but I'm not, that I'm not being filled up with them. I'm not allowed to function. I can't, um, they're not listening, really. They're sleeping. They're laying at the gate, basically. So um, Galatians 5, 16, 18, if you want to turn to it, I write them down. You can just listen and relax if you feel like you want to do that and let, let the words soak over you, right? Um, Galatians 5, 16, 18 says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the, gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law so when we when we abide and, and and we're in the spirit we will no longer we don't yield to the flesh anymore when we allow you see there's a difference because there are people who are filled have the holy spirit indwelling in them but they're not filled with the holy spirit they're not letting the holy spirit operate properly only at times maybe in gifts but that's not really the holy spirit those are gifts you know, and we need to be in relationship because it's the relationship that grows our character and our, um, you know, our, our virtues, our morals. It changes us. The relationship changes us. The gifts are nice to have, but we can have gifts and never know the, the gift giver. What's the point, right? Amen. So when we abide in the, in the spirit, we will no longer yield to the, to the things of the flesh. We are delivered. You know, the more I spend time, I know that, and I'm, I have a ministry, and we do do deliverance, but I also have a, a, a ministry that believes if you just stay in the word and let the Holy Spirit minister and you are obedient to the Holy Spirit, you are delivered. There are things that I didn't have to sit with. The, there is corporate deliverance. There's all different types for all different reasons. And, but I've been delivered in my own bedroom just listening to the word at very crucial times in my life during really bad times like when it was like that was it write your will out and do that and I felt the deliverance and I knew because it had to be done personally it was a personal deliverance it was tailored for me each and every one of us has deliverances like that with God he knows us he may need you alone so that he can deliver you from something and not with a group and not because you're watching things and you, you're tagging, because that sometimes works. Sometimes we're doing these things just to get somewhere with him. And he says, no, let rest in me. Let me carry you there. He's in us. Praise the Lord. 
right? So by yielding, okay, so we could be delivered by yielding and submission to the Holy Spirit and by God's word. You will be transformed in character. Oh, and the other word was attitude because that's a big one. Because this time around, it was all about my attitude. And God said, I, it, I didn't even care about what, what the, the doctors were saying. I had a mission. I had an assignment. And I knew it was an assignment because I never, I didn't think for one moment I was going to die or I didn't even care. You see, that's over. So it doesn't matter anymore. So he can use me in other ways. So it was all about attitude for me this time. What kind of attitude am I going to, you know, let the group know? It was about intimacy. It was between me and him and just two other people at first. And then he said, okay, he releases more because he needs more team. He needs more members, more laborers for whatever it is, right? So praise God. Um, because things started changing and I needed help in certain areas. And it's also about asking for help when you need it and letting things go because he wants somebody else to step up or do something. Praise God. And not that he's doing any of it for those reasons, but there are opportunities to do something for him in those situations. Hallelujah. Amen. Right? So it's and, and got it, uh, the attitude of God. It's all about how, what is God, what's his character? What Jesus, right? He's our example, character and attitude. And, and being a mirror image of who he is in every circumstance. You know, you never see Jesus except for the one time, and that was really a because they were disgracing the Father. I mean, I think I feel the same way if, you know, a whole bunch of people showed up in my living room and started selling things and, and trading stuff. I'd be like, no, we don't do this here. Everybody out. You know, I would do the same thing because my, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord and we live by honor and respect, right? So uh, spiritual, I just want to, well, let me just say this. Galatians 5.25 says, if we, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So that's very important because if we're living, I can't be living by the Spirit if I'm stepping over here and he's over there. Or if I'm looking at that and he's like, no, I need you over here. So that's a way to know, is, am I in step with the Spirit? Is this godly? Is this a godly position I'm taking? Is this what he would want? Is this going to advance the kingdom? Is this going to glorify God? Those are the questions I ask myself even when I go wherever I go. How can I be of service to you? And is, is this place, whatever I'm, you're asking me to do, how, glorify yourself. Show me how you want to glorify yourself. It could be just listening to someone. It could be saying hello to somebody. What, oh, I'll tell you a story today. So I had to do a drug test thing for uh, the super, uh, you know, I'm a substitute. They hired me. So I went and I did it and I went to Dunkin' Donuts because I'm, I was just drinking. And I'm now, you know, I want to get a half of decaf, a half of coffee. I was really excited about it. So I get in there and there's like police officers everywhere. I'm like, man. I just went for a drug test. I'm like, oh, I feel so good, right? And I'm standing there, and I'm like, so only two were there right at that time. So one I'm talking to, I said, oh, just let me order. Then one comes out of the bathroom, and he's like, so we all started talking. I paid for their lunch. I thanked them for their service. I said, oh, no, because he's like, no, no, no. I said, nope. I just got direction from the Holy Spirit, and I, I have to be obedient. So please understand that I can't, I have to do this. And he looked at me. So on my way out, he goes, can I give you a blessing hug? 
I said, praise the Lord, you know? And there were people around, and here's a, a, a man in his uniform hugging me, thank you. And I mean, that, it's things like that. It's an attitude, and it's character. And it changed the, the whole atmosphere of the Dunkin' Donuts. People were like, what? And laughing, and that's Frank, and that's, and I'm like, hi, hi. You know, it's fun to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's so much fun. Hallelujah, right? So what is spiritual? <laughs> relating to affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Unworldly. A person not having much awareness of the realities of life. And it's not that we don't have awareness. We do. But they're not as important. They're not as, uh, they, don't in, they don't influence me the way God's word influenced me. Like today, there was a time where I would probably go back and forth, teeter and totter, and, and I'm not saying I'm perfect because there were moments like my son, you know, I had to go to the school, and, but I was, it was the greatest meeting ever. I was like, greatest day ever, woohoo! Because the dean of the school's like, you need to tell the truth. And I'm like, woo! So happy because we both got an education. I had to submit to and sit there and say, Thank you for teaching us about what's required for high school. And Rocco then heard truth from not mommy, from the head of the school, which was really nice. And I was, and he, and he even gave me, um, it's called Circle, if anybody wants it. It's for parents, and you, it's a button, and you shut down every device. It was 100 bucks, but it was worth it. And, and Rocco was saying, don't get it, don't get it. You're going to waste your money. I said, well, let me believe that I wasted my money. I'll never have to press that button. I said to him while he was sitting there, I said, every decision that you made got you in that seat. And every decision that you make moving forward can get you out of that seat. And then I said, and you have power over this box that you're so afraid of because it's your behavior that controls the box. The box doesn't control you. And that's like Christianity. I was like, ding, 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 kingdom of heaven right here, you know? Everywhere we go, we could bring we could bring the heaven here on earth mentality. Yes, amen. So unworldly. Okay, so it, in a particular, uh, not motiv uh, motivated by material or practical consideration, divine nature, uh, like God, unseen inner parts, holy man, right? The holy, true inner man. We're talking about so spiritual. The Bible definition in uh, forty-one fifty-two Strong's Corden coordinates spiritual is relating to the realm of spirit the invisible sphere in which the holy spirit imparts faith and reveals christ and it's called and maybe mary you can help me pneumaticos pneumaticos that's spiritual thank you okay yeah N and numerous spirit right what nama so it's endowed and the uh attributes of spirit any being made in the image of God who is, in, who is a spirit, and thus having the nature of the spirit of spirit is a spiritual being. We are spiritual beings because God's nature lives in us, and he's spirit, right? God is spirit. Praise God. So, um, and it's pure and holy. So the Holy Spirit fills our spirit, right? Spirit man. And unholy spirits fill our soul man. Soul man. Dun, dun, dun. I think of these things when I'm writing. Like, yeah, the spirits of the world of demonic want to get us 
acting a certain way. It's not our spirits. Our spirits are whole, pure, perfect. If we rely on the spirit and commune with the Holy Spirit, all the things that we think are attacking us go away. Because when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, they're more afraid of you. They're like, oh boy, devils will flee, right? Amen. So John 4, 23, 24 says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So what is a spirit man? Who's a spirit man? The non-physical part of a person regarding as their true self and as capable of surviving physical death and separation. Numa spirit, right? The vital spirit, soul, or creative force of a person. Breath of life, the Holy Spirit. Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit filled man is a spirit man. Okay? Spirit man in the Bible says a man in whom the Holy Spirit dwells and rules. Well, let's stop there because <laughs> we know he dwells in us. But is he ruling in your life? Is he governing kingdom of heaven, government, governing your life? Okay, and we'll get a little bit into that a little bit later about governing. But uh, is he governing your life? So, and it, uh, it also says, the divine indwelling ensures mental illumination. He that is spiritual discerneth, interpreteth all things. Moral renewal, a new creation, a new man, spiritual endowment. You shall receive power. 1 Corinthians 2, 10, 12 says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given to us. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit communicates with, with our spirit and reveals the things of God in spirit. And, and our spirit is the part of who we are the triune of who we are that is the connection to God it's our spirit okay so and it is out of the oneness our spiritual life that flows that he flows from us and let the connection manifest the things of God all day long we could do that all day long we can literally that's what's called co God conscious communing with the Holy Spirit all day long he's talking he's talking all day long Sometimes we shut it down. Sometimes we make something louder. But all day long, he wants to talk. Okay? And so you can have the manifestation of heavenly things all day long, which is beautiful if you pay attention and you submit. All right? And you spend time with him. So I also wanted to say this. Does the Holy Spirit have all of you? Spirit, your being, your connection, your, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit in you, your soul, and that's your mind, will, and emotion, mentally, your your body your your mental your born again man your true man and then your body your actions your physical being so that's a question you can ask yourself because you know he says he wants all of us he he he'll use anything we give him but when we use when he gets to use all of us then that's when the real miracles happen the anointing happens that's when things start to shift people can see him because they tilt their head. They're like, well, how could that be? How could this person be sitting with us? You know, I heard they did this, and now look at them. Praise God. 
So Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So we are called to be holy, called to be a spiritual man, a holy man or being. Okay, so if we're going to get technical, it doesn't matter because our spirit has, is not, is not of, of anything. Oh, I mean, not anything. It's everything. Not of gender. Okay? He made us our bodies of gender because he has an agenda. He needs me as a woman because he has certain things that I needed to do as a woman for him in my flesh. Okay? Amen, right? Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, so this means to, is dedicated or consecrated to God. And when we're holy, when we're spiritual, when we're called to be holy, morally and spiritual excellence, that's maturity. He wants us to grow up. That's what excellence means in the Bible. It means to be mature. Okay? So he wants us to ha be our most excellent way, filled with the Holy Spirit. It is not enough to walk and operate in the gifts. of, in the gifts. I need to walk in relationship. And I said that earlier, but it's so important because so many people, and I'm going to talk about spiritual experience and a spiritual awakening. So many people get stuck in the experience that they're chasing the big zap their whole life, and they're missing it. They're missing their call, God's plan and purpose for their life. Because they're so busy saying, you know, I want to get prophesied. I want to do this. Or uh, when, when this happens, then I'll do that. And that's very sad because there are a lot of people that have wonderful, God has a wonderful plan that they're not fulfilling. And they wind up dying without fulfilling their plan. Authors, doctors, whatever it is that he has. Missionaries. Praise God. So um, he wants a relationship. He wants intimacy, oneness, unity with the Holy Spirit. That's what he's, he's craving and, and dying with, uh, um, longing for, desiring with us. So we are called to walk in the Spirit, be in relationship with him, commune, have in intimacy. And then we start to be, as we do that, we get filled and filled. As we spend time with him, as we um, worship with him, read with him listen with him he fills us and fills us and fills us and then we start to overflow and when we start to overflow right then we can operate in his gifts but it's not even about the gifts but when we start to overflow he starts to the fruit starts to grow when you overflow you grow okay because the watering starts to happen around you and then all of a sudden you're like patience Plink, i got it you know come on it's awesome so that's when we overflow the gifts, and then, and then we start to get some fruit and, you know, to feed other people. The reason why we even grow fruit is not for our own. Yes, he wants, he will take care of us, but he gives us overflowing for a reason because I can only have so much. It's like the manna. Why do I need for tomorrow? When I, if I believe he's going to supply me tomorrow, then I just need for today and share what, whatever's left for everybody else so that everybody can have some, Right? So the fruit to feed others and your character and attitude starts to change. It's so important we remember that because people say, oh, I keep, you know, well, that's just the way I am. No, that's what it is. Or why doesn't this stop in my life? Why do I, why does the enemy keep attacking me? Because you're not walking in the Holy Spirit. It's the only way. There's some unbelief going on. Because if he tells us, walk in the Holy Spirit, you won't satisfy the flesh, then anything of the flesh can't touch you. Right? Hallelujah. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? 
You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So it starts inside. It starts inside because as we glorify him inside, right, we start to transform and glorify him outside. But there's so much that I needed to do when I first came into the kingdom, when I first got saved. I was still a baby, and he loves us, and he, that he want, that's how he wants us, so that he can teach us how to walk. He can teach us how to hear. He can teach us how to see. I mean, all the things that we think we need in the natural, he wants to give it to us in the supernatural because that means that we have a bigger, broader view. We can see things. Then he can say, ah, okay, you got it. Now I need you to go over there because he knows we can see it. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4.24 says, and to put on the new, new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. 1 Peter 1.13.16 says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ig- ignorance, but as he who calls you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, in all your attitudes, in all your behaviors, in all your actions. And if we, need, if we don't know, take a step back and say, God, I mean, I was on my way here. I was like impatient. And I kept saying, okay, slow down, slow down, slow down. So then I'd find somebody going slower to slow me down slow me down. I had to do whatever I have to do, right? <laughs> I mean, I was, and then I get agitated, like, slow down, slow down. And thanking God for the awareness that maybe I'm impatient because I think I need to be somewhere or, and he knows the, exactly the timing he wants for me. So I got to slow it down. Amen. <laughs> I'm entertaining you. So spiritual terms, I just want to talk about a little bit of spiritual terms, and they're in the, um, the reference of the concordance, uh, the Strong's concordance, the spiritual ado- ad- adoption, which we all know is when we, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we're adopted into the kingdom of God. Now we have a connection. Doesn't mean we're going to operate or change or do anything. We receive the Holy Spirit. Now we have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's what gets us in in, uh, in changing so that we could be in the present of the presence of the king and not be. And when we listen, you visit the king once and then you're going to want more. You're going to want more. You're going to want more. Like, what else do I need to do? Because I want to go back there. I want to be with him all the time. And then there's a time where you're with him all the time. Because you got all that stuff out of there. You're not not dressed properly. You dress properly. Hallelujah. OK, and then there's spiritual blessing. And, you know, we already, as believers, because I'm talking to a whole bunch of believers here, right? We already have every spiritual blessing. So we don't have to go looking for it. We have to go inside, commune, and he will manifest it. It's in us. Every spiritual blessing is inside of us. Is, Is it restoration? You got it. Is it healing? You got it. Is it victory? You got it. Is it prosperity? You got it. You got it all. You have to go in. We're so busy out here, we're missing where it is. And that's why nothing for temporary might satisfy for a moment. I know I've been there. But then it dies down, and, I, and then you need more. Sometimes it, you do feel like you're healed. Oh, that was good. I went, you know, did that. But if I start relying on that and habitually thinking that's it, 
then eventually it's going to fail me because nothing out here, everything out here is designed to die and be gone, right? Hallelujah. So Ephesians 1, 3, 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ, Holy Spirit, right? With ev- and I put Holy Spirit because I don't want to change the word, but I did put that there so that we can get a, maybe another little view. With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. So that's how you're holy and blameless, in love. So whenever you're in love, you're, and how did we know, how does God know? The ones who keep his commandments, right? Love God. So that's how he knows that we love him. That's how we can be blameless and holy. It's right here. So spiritual sight. We're all born with sight, but we don't see right away, but we still have eyes. And then as we grow up, just like everything else, right, in this Holy Spirit, he gives us spiritual sight insight, inner sight, right, to see. Just like in the natural, we have to grow into things. We're born with a whole, everything we need as a, a, a body, right? But And when, when we get born again, we're, we're born with everything we need as a spiritual being. We just have to grow up into it. Just like we are when we're infants. I can't hold my own bottle, but I grow up and I can hold my own bottle. Then I grow up and I can now use a fork or whatever. Same thing in the spiritual realm. I can't do certain things right away. I, have, I need help. He'll send people. But as long as I'm communing with him, I won't know until I have that conversation because then it's like the woman at the well. It has to be God. Without a doubt, that has to be God because who, this person didn't know I was talking about that with God. So I know he, he wants me to talk to you. That's how we know when he's sending someone to us or when, he, when there's a, something happening outside here that's of God. It's because we're communing with him in here that we can recognize the things that he needs for us, the supply, basically. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, pure. We want to be um, fulfilling the commandments, I mean, being obedient. And it's okay if we fall. We have Jesus. We repent, and we, you know, we don't habitually do it again. He knows our heart. And then the supply happens. So every morning we should be seeking the kingdom first. Right. And saying, God, OK, well, how would how do you want me to do this so that we can recognize the supplies as they pour down and in and through and out of us. Right. And around us. So then there's. um. That's the spiritual sight. So first Corinthians two fourteen says the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So that's like. That's knowing things, the inner thing, the heart, the eyes, the ears. We can hear things that maybe not are not being are, are being said in the natural, but really we hear the spiritual part of it. So when I'm working with people and I'm talking, that's why fellowship is so important and being in communion with each other because the same thing, it's the same reflection that I have with God I need to have with people because when I'm go- crying out to God or I'm talking with God, he hears my natural cry in a spiritual way and he says oh this is really what what she really is and then he'll bring it to me same thing when I'm working with people I listen to them and then I can hear oh they they're really in fear and then we could pray 
And then God will tell me, direct me. And he'll say, maybe you need to pray for that person. Maybe you need to do that. I mean, there was a guy in my house the other day checking the floors, and he was telling me a story about he had a, like a, a cave in his head because he had some thing removed years ago. And now that I said, and as I'm talking to him, I had a vision that I had my hand on his head. I said, I need to, do you mind if I pray on you? Because I just got a vision that I needed to pray on you. And they know me because they did work in the house. So he's like, yeah, I'm open to anything. So he let me pray on him. But I, that's how we do it. And, you know, yes, we might look oddly peculiar, but that tells us that we're in the right direction. We're not like everybody else going that way. Amen. That's just evidence, right? Hallelujah. So let's talk about spiritual death, spiritual life, spiritual death, everything, everything that we have in the natural, we have in the spirit, spiritual desire, spiritual gifts. A spiritual gift is a God-given talent or ability given to set. I'm, I'm skipping some because I want to try to get to as much as I can. Um, given to select Christians by the Holy Spirit that allows him or her to do service in their lives to benefit the church, to perform its mission on earth. The purpose of spiritual gifts is to build up, inspire, and support the church, each other, right? The body. And you can find that I have, I have um, scriptures for all of them. So like uh, spiritual desires, uh, Revelation 17, 16, 1 Peter 2, 2, 3. And if anybody wants them, I'll, I'll be more than happy to share my notes. And then there's spiritual hunger. And let me just go back to spiritual gifts a little because I think it's important because we all – we all have spiritual gifts, okay? That's it. We do. We had we had gifts when we were born. They just weren't spiritual. They were s natural, self-centered gifts. Like I, I do believe that I always had a gift of running a group, of you know teaching, but I was doing it to be the best therapist in the in the rehab. I was doing it for all my own purposes, you know. And today I do it unto the Lord. I don't care. I just want to serve Him. And if He gave me that gift, it's His. And he'll just use it to the way he wants. But we can misuse our and abuse our gifts. And I have. And even even spiritual gifts, okay, even even though we, we are born again, if we're not communing and uh, connecting in our spirit with Holy Spirit, then no matter what we do, it's not ordained. We're just using the gift to do something. We want to be ordained by God. We want to be right with him and do something for him and not just because we want everybody to see us or we want proof that he's real or we want you know we want to prove to somebody that we know God I mean there's so many reasons why we step out into those spiritual places that we don't not not in the right order not in the right way okay and this is not about condemnation because God is so good he loves us all he's just happy we're getting the message out and Hallelujah to that, right? So that's what the spiritual gifts. So our spiritual gifts, by not having a relationship with the Holy Spirit to lead us into how to use them. And when we feel that unction to use them, just say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? And let him, because that's what governing means. It means directing you in every affair of your life. It's not just in this little area. It's everything. If I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to govern my life, I'm giving him all of me. That means everything I, I want to do, everything I'm thinking about, everything I want to decide, I do. And it's not like, I oh, my God, I got to do this. There's no, like, schedule or anything. He just He's just happy that I'm talking with him. It's not like, oh, at 3 o'clock, I got to do this. I don't do that. 
wherever, whenever I feel led, I do it. If I, if I have something coming on, going on in the morning, maybe I'll get back to him after group, you know, or before group. It doesn't matter. He just wants to be in our lives, okay? So spiritual gifts, spiritual hunger, spiritual peace, and we know that it surpasses all understanding. Why? Because I can't learn it. I can't read about it. You can't teach me about the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's really when the Holy Spirit rests on us. It's when he rests on us and we, and we feel safe and we know that that's the right decision. It's that, that, pe- that peace you get. When you make the decision, you're like, wow, that's what I should be doing. It comes over you like a blanket. He, the peace comes over us like a blanket. So it's a condition of freedom from disturbances. And that's exactly what that peace is. It's not anything anybody can give me. I can't read about it. It's a peace that God lays up over me, and I can rest in him and know that I'm going to be okay. Nothing's going to destroy me, right? So uh, whether outwardly, as of nation, from war and enemy, or inwardly, within the soul, within my own mind. It's shalom. Shalom is everything, right? It's meaning of primarily soundness. To have soundness, peace of mind, your heart, everything's flowing properly. Your body, your inner body parts are worshiping properly. They're, everything's just smooth and going. Because that's what our body does inside, too. It's wor- everything's worshiping God. Everything. So then we have a spiritual understanding, and that's the wisdom. Understanding is seen as a gift of God, has moral character. When we understand, first of all, we have to stand under God to understand God. If I'm choosing to do it my way and be disobedient, then there's no way I'm going to understand, have his wisdom, because I'm not using it. You know, there might be times that I think it might be God, and that's okay. He'd rather me miss it and think it was him and then him say, well, at least she's paying attention to me. She's coming to me. And then maybe do something else and see, you know, and, and then eventually you get it. That's it. Just try. So let's look at the, oh, now I want to talk about the differences between spiritual experience and spiritual awakening. Now, an experience is the out view of manifestation. The awakening is the in view, the inner manifestation, okay? And how they affect spiritual outlook because our spiritual being is looking, hearing, seeing, tasting, walking, talking, right? So how does that affect that? So spiritual experience is the experience leaves a person with a new and profound sense of awareness or understanding regarding God, a truth, or other religi- religious expression. And the reason why I say that is because I think half the world is in an experience with all this Buddha and Tuda and Muhammad. And that's all experiential, experiencing stuff on the outside. It's not an inner thing going on. So experience is practical, practical contact with an observation of fact or event, an event or occurrence that leaves an impression on someone happening outside like the Old Testament. They only had outside experiences. They couldn't have an interior experience because they didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. So they were able to witness and see the Holy Spirit, hear the Holy Spirit, everything outside, right? And I know... Let me just finish reading. So outside living relies on manifestation of the natural to confirm spiritual condition of a person. Like 
is that of God or not of God? Or, oh, I'm so spiritual, you know, because I, I do these things. So I'm going to rely on the exterior to, to say my spiritual condition. And that's not the way God wants us to do that. Okay? Some of you may be saying, oh, <laughs> I d- listen, the Holy Spirit wrote this. I'm just going to repeat it. Some of you <laughs> may be saying, I know, I know. I say, stop it. Stop eating off the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, because we think we know these things. We're saying, yeah, I know that. When we start saying, I know, I know, and this is a big thing in our group, right? We say, I know, I know. That's eating from the wrong tree. That's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You don't need to know all that. You just need to know the goodness of God. That's it. Tree of life. If you start saying, I know, I know, I know that you're resisting something. Well, and, and it's not about me, but that's that's for everybody to, to know. And when I do it, yeah, I know that. Or, oh, I knew that. It's 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 a it's a mindset of pride, and we got to get that out. Okay, so uh, spiritual food of God. Are you in turmoil, conflict, fear, depression, anxious, lost, or having unforgiveness? Do you have any of that? These are the things, the basic needs. Okay, God says I'll supply your needs, right? I'll supply, I'll I'll give you the supply. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. If you're in any of that, there's something you're not allowing, you're not willing, and willing is ready. You're not ready for the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, stop it, really. Just let him come to you. He's so loving, and he wants to teach us all things, all things. And he doesn't want to see us struggling like that. He doesn't want to see us in unforgiveness. He doesn't want to see us in, in uh, fear and anger and conflict. Okay, and, and the other thing we always talk about is I don't care if it separates you from me, then I have a responsibility to get my bridge down. You don't ever have to put your bridge down, but my bridge is down. And you're, whenever you feel ready, you can put your bridge down, but my bridge needs to stay down at all times because you never know when you're going to get that phone call. You never know when someone's going to knock at your door. You know, and they didn't talk to you for years. And praise the Lord, your bridge is down. You open and you let them in, into me, right? God says, I'll come into you and eat. He's coming in you to eat if you if you open the door for him. We need to let these people come in. So, yeah. Matthew twenty two fourteen says, for many are called, but few are chosen. And Romans 8, 5, 6 says, for those who live according to the flesh set their mind on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnal, carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And the reason why I even put those scriptures is because before I was born again, I, I had many spiritual experiences. I did. I knew it was God. I, without a doubt, knew it was God, but I wasn't born again. So it didn't matter. I didn't give my life to him. It was an opportunity to give my life to him. It was him knocking at the door. But I didn't open it. And I had many spiritual experiences. I, there were things in my life, car accidents, raids. I mean, you know, I was in dark places. And I'm here today. Okay, there's no, that was an experience. Let me tell you, it was lots of them were experience, trips, whatever, experiences. In foreign countries, getting drugs. I am, a, it's a miracle. Those were crazy experiences that I got to the other side of. And only God could have got me here. Could have gotten me to where I am right now. So, and I give him all the praise and glory for that. 
So where is your mind? Who is your mind on? Who's it set on? What is your mind thinking about right now even, right? Take captive your thoughts and set your mind on the things above, not the things of the earth, all right? Communion with the Holy Spirit. He's always going to bring you to where Jesus is, always. So if you're still living from the outside, the old man, flesh body into the inside, and not living from the inside to the out, it's time to wake up. We need to wake up, okay? This is really important. I really believe it is a time where the Holy Spirit's going to manifest everything, everywhere, and he needs us. He needs us to commune with him so we can take the right directions and do it unto him. So spiritual awakening is to be enlightened, a full comprehension. It's the full view. You're sitting at the right hand of the Father at that point, and you could see it all happening, and God says, I need you over there, and you get translated. Amen, right? Understanding of a situation, reality of the kingdom of heaven, what we learn, what we understand about the kingdom of God and the king. Hallelujah. A spiritual awakening is a call to a higher consciousness, a deeper mental awareness. The process of spiritual awakening brings about personal transformation. If you don't feel like you're different than you were yesterday, you need to go to Jesus. You need to go to the Holy Spirit, start listening, go to the Word, talk to someone that's Christ-minded, and just ask. You know, and or just ask God, because he says all you got to do is ask me. Praise God. So where was I? Okay, the process of spiritual awakening brings about personal transformation and a shift in one's world view. We no longer are tossed to and fro. I don't really, I don't worry about the things of the world because we know if you know him, you know that that's just, it's supposed to happen. You know, it's supposed to happen. When someone goes through a spiritual awakening, they experience a shift in their mental framework. A spiritual awakening can generally be defined as a newfound awareness of spiritual reality. You get transformed into the fourth dimension. I walk around sometimes, and I'm like, how did I get here? Not because I didn't walk there, but because I'm in my mind, the spirit realm, with the Lord talking about things. I could be driving, and all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, wow, because I'm worshiping, and then I'm there. Hallelujah. So an awakening is an act of waking from sleep. He tells us wake up, an act or a moment of becoming suddenly aware of something. Birth, the beginning, or coming into existence of something inside, like the New Testament, okay? We, got, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. We need to start operating in acts, in our actions, what, it, what he looks, who he looks like. Jesus Christ, right? Father God. So the, or, the original or mode of formation of something back in the garden as God created me to be in his image and likeness, the true man of God. When you are living, walking, and being led by the, the Holy Spirit, you are a danger to Satan. If you want to know why you're getting attacked, it's because you're not, you're not spending enough time maybe. I mean, for me too. You know, whenever I believe anybody, we're all getting something. This was a lesson for me. This is a lesson for everyone. There's no coincidence why we're all in here. God chose us to be here today and to listen. And whoever listens online, you know, on the website, it's for you too. It's for whoever God calls to come. And they say yes. So we need to say yes. 
All right. So the true man. And then and not only is it danger to Satan, but sin, sickness, disease, flee. They flee. They can't even be around us because we're so holy. <laughs> we're so holy. Right. Living from within. God will pour out the anointing and nothing can touch the anointing. And when I say sin, there's some things that when we talk about things, spiritual things and heavenly things, I believe the things are our basic needs, you know, our instincts, the things that, that we as humans need, right? Social, security, we've done the, the, the group, and um, relational, relationship, you know? And I believe that those are the things that God is telling us. Like, so why are we worrying about all that stuff? He's got us. If we know who we are in him, then I don't need the world views of who I am or what they what the world can offer me. So Genesis 1, 26, 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In, in the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. So we're back with him. When we get born again, boom, we're uh, the original. We're all created by God. But now we're adopted into the kingdom. We're in his image. He, he, we are whole at that moment. Now our soul wants to go all over the place because it's influenced its whole life, whatever, however old we are, by exterior things. So it needs some brainwashing. It needs a new washing of the brain by the word of God, by his word. And then when, as we get sanctified, we have to walk out our sanctification. We have, because we, if he forces us, then he's, he would be a mean God, right? And we don't, he loves us. He's going to wait for us. He waits for our repentance, which is a beautiful thing. So Romans 9, 6, 9, 12 says, We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death of, he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives, lives to God. So you also must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey its passions. So spiritual experiences are God's attempt to turn you to him. I believe that because I've had so many of them, and I know that each and every one of them were from God. Absolutely. I mean, I've had spiritual experiences where he was trying to teach me something, and I'm like, you know, standing on the thing like, <laughs> look what I did. And he's like, and now he teaches me, yeah, that was me over there. You didn't do that. I did that, you know. So, and I believe also that a spiritual awakening is my desire to turn to him. It's when everything starts to shift. And then I, there's a hunger and a thirst. There's a wakening up of my spirit that only wants more of him and less of me. Because it feels so good. It feels better than anything I've ever done in my life. And I've done a lot of crazy things to try to feel good and be, be, be good, be better, and do better. But nothing compares to what he does through me and what he does in me and out of me and around me. So Je uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, 13 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. 
You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So he wants all of us, okay? Um, we need to have the intimate relationship so that our character and our attitudes can change and look like God. When people, I don't respond the way I used to respond to certain, to even, everything's changed in my life. The more I give him and the more I allow the, the, the word to convict me, change me, teach me, you know, and do all those things, hold me, comfort me, lead me, guide me through the Holy Spirit, right, because he's ministering to me, the more everything around me changes to look like God. Everything. My animals sometimes. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. All right? Because it's me that's seeing differently. It's me. You know, I was talking to somebody today, and they're like, uh, they, you know, I don't, I'm not doing, you know, like I, it seems like I, and I said to that person, they're like, it seems like, you know, people get along better with me and this, that. I'm like, no, it's you. You stop judging. You stop doing, you know, critical and all that stuff goes away. And then all of a sudden you're like, you could be anywhere because you're not having those wedges, those oughts between you and other people. Because when I look at my relationship with others, it's really my relationship with God. So if I want to know why something's not flowing properly between me and another person, me and my own children, I got to go to God and say, okay, God, I'm not allowing you in this area. I need to flow with you to flow on them and to see them the way you see them, and which brings me to, and I'm going to end with this because let me just say this. We choose to actively live by the Spirit, right? We have to choose to live by the Spirit, and that means to breathe him, to draw into him, to have life by him. We choose to actively walk with the spirit, and that means to move, accompany with him, have a walk in the, in the world. That's how we walk in the world. Are we moving with the Holy Spirit? Are we in step with the Holy Spirit? Because he's going to lead us only to Christ, right? Adoption, into, and that's our adoption with him, is, is our life, is our adoption. And then to walk with him is to move the way he moves. He says, go left, we go left. Go right, we go right, right? Amen. So, and then to choose to actively be led by the Holy Spirit. And that's to show me the way, to let him govern my life, okay? We want the Holy Spirit to govern us. So we need to say yes. Let me just read this. 2 Corinthians 1, 19, 22 says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Sylvanus, Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now he who established us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a grantee. So we need to say yes to his way, to his will, to his plan, and to his purpose of our life. And then I just want to say, because I heard someone say, and governing is letting him rule everything, every area of our life. And then I'll end with this, because I heard a, a, a preacher say this, that Muhammad said, I am the perfect, the prophet of truth. Buddha said, I am the secret of truth. And Jesus says, I am the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. So we just thank you, Father, for this time. We thank you for this teaching. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I just pray everyone here, we're just going to pray a blessing that everyone here just take something, take take a, 
a, a piece of whatever you need to take and chew on it and just digest and just let it bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. the key.